0: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a podcast one Minnesota production. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, betcha, yeah.
0: If it's made in Minnesota. <laughs> Who's making it and how? Well, you got that right. It's the Makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the Makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, We are on episode 109, and if you have listened to these podcasts and enjoyed them, please give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. The reason you do that is, A, it makes me feel good. B, it helps other people find the podcast, which is always challenging in this world of so many podcasts, Um, so many people doing such great work. So if you feel so inclined to share our story, you're also welcome to repost any of the uh, podcasts that you find or share them. Uh, stories you find interesting. We're also on Instagram. Um, So if you see a podcast there that you're interested in, feel free to repost or let us know any podcasters that you're interested in um, us sharing their story or products. We are here to talk with people that make things in the state of Minnesota, people that make cool things. It could be apps. It could be a pacemaker. It could be, in the case today, an actual magazine, or it could be an online zine, as it were. I am here talking with Kara Larson. She is with Make Minnesota, which is a magazine, but it's also a digitally platformed magazine. Is that correct, Kara?
1: A little bit. Yeah, so when we rebranded at the end of 2017, we are no longer publishing like a digital format. Yep. Um so I still do some online interviews with creatives, um and those would be like digital only content. Um but the magazine, the print magazine is definitely
0: like Primary product. Okay, so people subscribe to mm-hmm. Make Minnesota. Do you mind if I ask how many subscribers you have?
1: We are, you know, it's tricky because like each issue changes so much because like we lose quite a few. Sure. Um, you know, it's like you know, like that like kind of crossover. Um, but we are right around a hundred. That's great. Point.
0: Yeah. Um, what made you decide to publish this magazine? Like, you're just a single person doing this, and you're writing a lot of the stories, and you're doing in magazine form what I'm doing in audio form. Um, you're highlighting cool people doing cool things. Like, how'd you get started?
1: Totally. Um, so the magazine I came in one issue in. So it was founded by a husband-wife duo in Nicolet, Minnesota, just okay. like this adorable little town. Um, so I met Leah, who is half of that duo while I was working at a small horse magazine. So the magazine is called Arabian Horse Times. It was my first job out of college. And, um, so as a staff writer, social media, because I was the youngest person there. So they're like, (laughs) obviously she should do it. Um, yeah. And I, I think I found out through another coworker actually that Leah had this side project called Make It Minnesota. It was about to become a magazine. And, yeah, I think it was, like, I'm so ready to not write a horse story. Right. <laughs> um, just very eager for some different kind of content. And, yeah, I, I just asked her if I could do some social media and write some stories. And I think that she was, she was all for it.
0: So your original story, do you remember the first story you wrote?
1: I looked it up <laughs> because, like, I was like, I wonder what it was. Um, and it was actually on a, a forum at Walker, and it was called Branding Minnesota. So it was about Minnesota identity. Um, I think it was, there were like three prominent like business people. And then I think like a Walker um, employee as well. Um, But it was really interesting. And like thinking back, I think it was a very interesting place to start because I'm not from Minnesota. So I think it, and I had lived in Minnesota for like a year or two at that point. Where are you from? Um, Small town South Dakota. It's okay. called T South Dakota.
0: Um, Yeah, so... so... My guess is maybe this was all transpiring around Super Bowl time, too. Oh,
1: man. It was... So that would have been... Fall 2015?
0: Yeah. Winter 2015. A lot of ideas about what Minnesota was as a brand, as a business community, was sort of starting to coalesce at that time mm-hmm. simply because they were trying to figure out how to package it and make it really intriguing for the Super Bowl visitors.
1: Totally. Yeah, I can definitely see that because the, the main kind of points were like geographically, like why are we interesting, um, culturally, and then just making it um, thinking about like the quality of life here and embracing the north instead of yeah yeah.
0: i think a lot of that is where this whole bold north idea came from this idea that you can't hide from the fact that it's going to be freezing cold in the winter so embrace it encourage people to get out and that appealed to you it sounds like
1: it did. yeah yeah i think um i think there's something about minnesota that i connected with really early in moving Mm -hmm. here um i think that i don't know i don't really know what it was I think maybe it was a little bit of a romanticized notion like my first times up in the city were to first have you know to see like my favorite rappers <laughs> sure. and you know so it was just Who like What did you
0: see do you remember oh my
1: gosh probably atmosphere yeah
0: and, the, and the doom tree collective
1: yes 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 we saw them at palace last winter
0: it's funny because I think my I mean, and I'm much uh, older than you, but when I think back to, like, my young 20 life, you know, seeing bands at First Avenue and seeing Prince play and was really, like, felt so Minnesotan. It felt like mm-hmm. such a cool thing to do.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I love Minneapolis. I think I lived when I was working at the Horse Magazine. I was first in Shakopee. And it was kind of, like, because the magazine was in Jordan. Sure. So it was like, I can't do this for yeah. a five-minute commute. like. Right away. So worked up to that. I lived in uptown and then convinced them to do, I think, like three days a week in the office and like two days at home. Um, and then eventually made this my full-time gig. So is this
0: your full-time job?
1: Basically, I freelance on the side. Um, so I still do some writing and social media just like, you know, for like real cash. Yep.
0: Because yeah. this, if you have 100 subscribers at any given time, it's not like it's super lucrative.
1: Totally. Absolutely. And what's nice now is that we have different tiers of subscribers. So if people like want to give more, that option is there. And we have quite a few of like that go with the supporter level or like the patron level. I think we have a few of those, which is so exciting. Um, Because
0: people want to support your work. So you are writing the stories. Do you take the pictures too? Sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it totally depends. Like um, I like to take photos for my own stories if I can. Um, but if a maker has an incredible backlog of photos that they want to use, yep. like, totally welcome. Um, sometimes we, like, we'll hire a photographer, um, like, you know, special for, for the feature, which is awesome, too, or an illustrator, which I love.
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect ah! one. Ah! Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm um. just I'm kind of going through this as we're talking the latest issue, and um, you have a whole feature. There's a cooking feature. You have um, all our welcome here and uh, the refugee community. You did a story about that. There is a story about a woman's wood shop. I mean, you really take a lot of the stories that I'm wanting to do in an audio format and you make them visual and it's beautiful and you do such a great job. How do you find your stories?
1: Oh, man, totally, totally depends. I feel like this year, for some reason, it's been more like word of mouth, uh-huh. um, kind of just like suggestions from other people. I spend a lot of time on the Internet, yeah. you know, <laughs> just like researching um, markets can you remember
0: um, a story where you like were like, "Oh, this is going to be so cool!" Like, and you were really excited about talking to the person, and then you got him to talk to you.
1: Oh man, I feel like every story like I'm totally excited about. Um, I adored for that issue talking to Jess Hirsch from Women's Woodshop. Uh huh. Just like such an inspiring woman, and I don't know if you know anything about them, but it's like woodworking for like women and non-binary makers only. I think that they might be having some male classes like soon because the men are like, Hey, like this is yeah. great. We want in. Um yeah, ladies come first there. Really inclusive, really community driven and yeah, just a really inspiring
0: woman. What was your background in South Dakota? Like were you a journalism major or English. English. Okay. Yeah. Oh, a good English major. <laughs> I love that. There's hope for my daughter yet too. We were all English majors. And people are like, well, what is she going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know. She's mm-hmm. going to write or something. I don't do know. Anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um. So when you're, I mean, is it hard for you to work on a story or are you just like, okay, I've interviewed this person and I'm just going to dive right in? Because I find writing hard, actually. You know,
1: it is totally like just where I'm at, you know? You're like in
0: it just like my radio partner, Stephanie Mart. She's a writer and she just can write and write and write and write uh-huh. and just sit down and write.
1: It, yeah. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth. And it's it's tricky, too, because, you know, I have one story usually per issue. But I'm, you know, contacting all the writers. Yep. I'm doing self-distribution, um, dealing, you know, with the business aspects, like yep. the taxes, like all the boring, awful things, um, it, plus social media. So it's like, you know, sometimes it can be hard to kind of like turn on my writer. Um, after like being in those different mindsets um, but other times it's like a welcome change where mm-hmm. it's like cool I don't have to you know work on like subscriptions some, like, lame, today yeah. yeah yeah I can actually just sit and write
0: it down yeah um, in terms of the business side of it like how do you get subscribers would you market it do you is it word of mouth through social media
1: you know Basically, social media mm-hmm. at this point, and I—it's funny because I'll totally notice, like, if I like have like a particularly thoughtful post, we'll get some, we'll get some subscribers. I love it. It's it's, people that
0: just want to support the maker community. Yeah, and...
1: totally. Um, that's really all we've done. I don't have any real marketing um, background or expertise, so it's very much just like. See what we can do with like whatever time and money I have. Yep, um, or the business has. So,
0: do you feel creative? Hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. I think that that's that's a big like you know umbrella type word. Yeah, and
0: I only ask you that because some days, like I don't know, I don't feel like I'm a very creative person. But I think some other people, like, it just oozes out of your pores, right? Oh,
1: man. No, it's totally a spectrum. <laughs> like, And, like, you know, if you're having a low day, then it's just not there. Yeah. Or maybe it, that fuels it, too. Like, creativity is weird. And I think um, that's absolutely something that I take from the people I talk to, where they're so... Inspiring. Like we're, if if I talk to a maker, like I immediately want to go home and paint or yeah, you know do
0: something like that. Yeah. Where do you see this going? Like, do you think you'll just keep expanding? Do you like eventually want to be an editor of like a city magazine or what's mm-hmm. like your personal drive?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I would love to see it just get like thicker and thicker. Uh huh. I think we're about fifty pages right now, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just want it to get bigger and bigger um more contributors, more stories. Um I would love to see this be like a long-term like yeah. sustainable magazine for me and like to be able to cut a paycheck, you know. <laughs>
0: and you guys don't sell advertising. Is there a reason behind that?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's really distracting. Mm-hmm. I think that we're super inundated with ads and basically every step especially when we're trying to read a magazine um, and because I'm very distracted by advertisements I kind of loathe reading something where you like have to find the story yep. in between the ads yep just a personal preference um, so yeah and I think I think it just makes it special and like it's such a beautiful print product and it's expensive to print so I think that like every bit of that is really precious um, so at all cost, I would love to find alternative.
0: And that is through subscriptions that is through benefactors.
1: Um, yeah, like social media collaboration. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very cool with selling that space.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me what that looks like.
1: Yeah, so I've worked with quite a few like events, usually craft market type events. Yep. So, it would be like um, American Craft Council, their like craft show in the spring. Um, Junk Bonanza, I've worked with um, Maker Fair MSP, the yep. like kind of like tinkery. Yeah. fair. it's really
0: fun. They were on our podcast very early on. Oh,
1: nice! Yeah, I like them. And um, like a few other markets. And
0: what do you? What does that look like? You will do like a highlighted post for them in exchange for some kind of monetary support of the magazine.
1: Basically, yeah, yeah. And I, I usually put together kind of like a fun package mm-hmm. to just make it fun for the both of us. Because um, it's me writing that preview story and making the posts um you know, and I usually have some sort of maker interview component too yep, um which is really i mean good for both of us so i, I have a good time with
0: it um, I really just i think that you've done a great job with the magazine i'm I've been really pleased to meet you um s- someone had mentioned you a long time ago, and then I've been checking the magazine out online uh just to get story ideas and to um, see some of the things that you're interested in are there any like genres that are off limits or do you see creativity in like in this particular issue there's food but there's also art there's makers
1: mm-hmm. no totally and i think it's funny from where the magazine came from it was very like craft specific mm-hmm. and i think when we when i took it over um on my own at the end of 2017 um i kind of wanted to broaden our focus a little bit and of think about where community was you know and just like in all kinds of makers yeah and, and that makers a really broad and, term yeah totally um so yeah I'm really open to like creativity in a lot of facets and just kind of exploring Minnesota identity and um yeah connecting to communities through their perspective I think is really
0: interesting all right we've been talking to Kara Larson the magazine is make Minnesota you can find it online at make Minnesota no excuse me make magazine.com right I want to make sure
1: um make MN magazine
0: okay I'm oh. reading it from across the desk here and I'm obviously need glasses make com. you can subscribe if you would like to see more stories like this being a benefactor or sponsoring would be awesome uh, Kara Larson, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound beetle, bird poop, drone. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. And, and what's the in the location? base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could
1: hear sounds, uh, including a uh, singing that uh, the, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a uh, hymn.
0: Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.